musical makes me feel like I'm a part of something bigger. My favorite business show. Hands down, the best B2B sales and marketing podcast. The ultimate resource for salespeople. George makes me want to conquer local. An authentic entertainer. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Here's George Leaf. This is the Conquer Local podcast, a show about billion-dollar sales leaders, marketers leading local economic growth, and entrepreneurs that have created their dream organizations. They want to share their secrets, giving you the distilled version of their extraordinary feats. Our hope is, with the tangible takeaways from each episode, you can rewire, rework, and reimagine your business. I'm George Leith, and on today's show, we have Mr. Paul Epstein. Paul is an expert in leadership and organizational culture with nearly 15 years of experience as a professional sports executive for multiple NFL and NBA teams. As founder of Purpose Labs, Paul is on a mission to impact millions of lives by sharing his message of playing offense as an author, keynote speaker, business coach, and leadership trainer. He has installed his playing offense playbook with professional sports organizations, Fortune 500 leadership teams, chief people officers, MBAs, and professional athletes all to live and lead with greater purpose, performance, and impact. Get ready, Conquerors. Joining us for part two of a two-part series, Paul Epstein is back this week on the Conquer Local Podcast. Well, thanks for letting us in, Paul. Last time we talked about your second book, which is coming out in 2023. You're also the founder of Purpose Labs. Um, I'm sensing a theme here. Can we talk about Purpose <laughs> Labs for a minute before we get into the Triple H, which I promised in the last episode? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And actually, there's some really cool, we're, we're catching each other at a very hot off the press time in life, because I'll, I'll give you the quick backstory of Purpose Labs. And there's actually been a shift and a merge that is really hot off the press as we speak. So the reason I started Purpose Labs, of course, as a person, I believe that there is no greater power in life than to discover your purpose and more importantly, act on it. 365 every single day. That's why we're talking about on purpose right now. Like finding my wife fundamentally changed my life. Life has never been the same since. And being able to coach it and pay it forward, even from the moment where I was known as the Y coach of the San Francisco 49ers, that's the origin story of why purpose has a deeper burn for me. I've seen the impact it has on business, on people, on life. And so to me, rather than think of purpose as this perfect model of what life should be, which is how I think a lot of other literature paints it. I think it's a messy process, George. It's a messy discovery process. It's this kind of raw, sometimes pain-inducing look within yourself to say like, are you aware? How self-aware are you? This is the EQ game, right? Self-awareness and taking ownership of life. What is your deeper intention? your identity? Like how often are you thinking about who are you? What do you stand for? What do you believe in? How do you want to show up every day? These are the types of things. I almost call it a self-retreat. You know, as companies, we go on all these retreats and talk about these big things. When have you done your own retreat? And it's just you in a mirror and nature. And, and like, that's kind of the path that I'm headed. So Purpose Labs, I just thought Purpose was 
kind of this laboratory, this experiment, this experiment of self, if you will. And that's what spawned me to say, I'm not only going to help individuals tap into their purpose and act on it. I'm going to do it at a team level. I'm going to do it at an organizational level. So that journey was a few years in the making. And hot off the press at the in here in the early stages of 2022, I have merged Purpose Labs with, in my opinion, a bigger, faster, stronger version of itself. And Purpose Point is my new organization to give the listeners context. So Purpose Point, we host the world's largest purpose summit this year. It's going to be at the University of Notre Dame football stadium. So no big deal, right? (laughs) At (laughs) Notre Dame football stadium. And uh, we're going to get a a big old collection of purpose-driven leaders and culture champions, and just folks that believe that purpose is the igniter of not only doing well, but doing good. And that's kind of the the piece that we're trying to build around. So that's Purpose Labs, that's Purpose Point. And like you said, I cannot hide from that P word because it's just is entrenched in every corner of my life. Well, I, I love the branding. I, you know, I'm a career salesperson and marketer. You've got that on point. So now last episode, we talked about Triple H, you called it, the head, the heart, the hands framework that really jumped out at me. It it really spoke to me and I'd like to understand it more if you would be so kind. Of course. So when you think about all three levels, the head being your mindset, the heart, we can call it the hearts that I think most folks can understand and grasp that. And then your hands being the action that you take. So if I was to give a metaphor for how they all connect, imagine a traffic signal. And so there's a green light, a yellow light, a red light. If the litmus test is, should I move forward? Should I take action? How do you make those decisions? Like there's a ton of research, George, we've all seen it. The average person, the average adult makes 35,000 plus decisions in a day. Now, yes, a lot of them are very trivial. They're on autopilot. Yeah, I brush my teeth. I put my clothes on. I turn left into the driveway. Great. But what about those more significant decisions? Those ones about health, about lifestyle, about finance, about family, about career, like the big stuff, the stuff that's keeping us up at night. Do you have a system and a process and a framework for how you make those decisions? That would be what I'm calling the Triple H equation, which is head plus heart equals hands. Meaning when your head and your heart are on board, your hands should follow. And if you can get in that habit loop, like you brought up habits in our last conversation, Mm -hmm. if we can develop habits and all of a sudden, Head plus heart, green light. Move forward with your hands. You're living on purpose. If either your head or your heart is not engaged, that's a yellow light. It means process. Why is one of my head or my heart? I have a gap. And so some examples here, George, would be a New Year's resolution. Why did most of us give up by Feb 1? Why? Because, okay, I want to lose 10 pounds because my sweaters feel a little snug. So my head logically says, lose weight, Paul. But then... I don't have a deeper reason. My heart's not engaged. And therefore, I'm going to quit after a week or two because I don't want to. It's hard. Whatever it is, I have a gap. The opposite would be, and so the solution there would be, can you find a deeper purpose in your heart why you care about losing the weight? It's not about 10 pounds. It may be about a healthier lifestyle. I always share a story about one of my favorite thought leaders, Ed Milet, and chiseled dude on the outside, on the inside, he wasn't looking so great. So he goes to a doctor, his wife and he are expecting their second uh, baby girl on the way. And the doctor challenged Ed. And instead of talking about weight or something along those lines, he said, do you want to be the man that walks your daughter down the aisle? Boom. 
Ed did not become healthy to lose weight. He became healthy to walk his daughter down the aisle. That is his heart ignited. His head was already on board, and now he should push forward with his hands. Now, the opposite, when let's say your heart is on board, but your head gets in the way, maybe you're in a bad relationship with boss, with company, with partner, whatever. You're like, I know this is not the one. I know this is not healthy. I'm not happy. This is not the person or the place for me. But then your mind throws up a blocker. Self-limiting beliefs. Nah, who would ever want to be with you? Ah, who would ever hire you? You're not good enough. You're All these things that we've all battled, these self-limiting beliefs, that's an example of your heart says, get out. But your head says, not so fast that's a yellow light. And therefore you probably need to figure out the gap before you move forward. So those are just, and then of course, neither head or heart is on board, red light, run away, hard pass, do a 180 turn. And that's the triple H equation. And that's what I'm writing the book on. You know, in that, that lens of, of awareness, self-awareness, I think that there's a, you could do a measurement. You could look back at things that didn't work out and there's going to be mm. one or two of those that weren't dialed in. And then when you look back at things that worked out and you're trying to figure out how to, how to repeat that, it's probably because those three things were all dialed in. And, and I love the, the analogy with Ed Milet um, around you know, getting that leverage. Sometimes you just need that higher level of leverage to make the change. Yeah. Now, what's something that you'd like to leave our audience with? I've got a couple of, you know, there's a great story about you that you probably know where I'm going to go. I want to know about that. I want to know about Levi Stadium because I actually like Levi Stadium. I've got a story about yeah. Levi Stadium, nowhere near as good as yours. Oh, love to hear. Um, yeah. But you're, uh, you know, you've, you've got us compelled. We're, we're, we're all in. Um, what is one item that you would like to leave our audience with, Paul? Yeah, so let's keep rolling on this purpose train, not because I don't want to change the topic, but because I think we've been talking a lot about at the individual level. But when we kicked off in the prior episode, you talked about a lot of uh, business leaders and entrepreneurs that are tuning in and that are really trying to grasp what are the lessons, what are the insights. And here's how I would challenge, and especially maybe in the entrepreneurial space, you're a little closer to what I'll call your purpose point as an organization but if you're working for a big box organization, there's, there's, there's a shift. And so here's kind of how I would like to describe it. And this is what inspired me to go from Purpose Labs to Point um, by mission, by calling. It's because I've seen so many teams and organizations have what they call mission drift, right? So at a certain point, whether it was 80 years ago, eight years ago, or eight months ago, you had a point of purpose. The company was started for a reason. There was a founder and an idea and a vision. And over time, you begin to hire people, you begin to create processes, you begin to measure results and strive for profitability. And the further along that assembly line you go, the further away from your original purpose you get. Not because you're a bad person. It's just inevitably there's just new people on the bus in new seats, and maybe none of the founders are even a part of it. The point is. How can you reconnect and rediscover that original purpose point? And the more you can rediscover it, the more powerful that it can be. And that's where I want to just challenge everybody to say, it takes a village to really tap into a purpose. It's more than just a leadership team. It's more than a C-suite. And if you're listening to this and if you feel like you as a person, team, or organization have lost touch with that purpose point, 
then that would be a critical place to start. Because if you can solve that, if you can crack that code, that can unlock all of the bottom line performance and productivity and all the metrics and KPIs that businesses care about. And then also as an individual, that's where inner success comes from. That's where significance comes from. That's, of course, where purpose comes from. But that's like the happiness and the fulfillment meter. And isn't that what we're all after? Like I heard you recently, George, have a Gretchen Rubin on about the happiness project. And, and I think there was a one-liner in there about, well, who wouldn't want more happiness in life? Or you, I think you said that. And it's such a simple and fun and funny comment. And the reality is, isn't that what we're all after? Like when I wrote The Power of Playing Offense and I dedicated the first page to, at the time, my baby boy that was on the way, I think a couple months prior uh, to him being born. And I said for baby PJ, I want you to live with purpose, happiness, and a spirit of playing offense. And like, that's as simple as I want to make it. And I, I would give the same perspective to everybody listening. Paul, thank you for that. I really appreciate it. So Levi Stadium, my story, yeah. nowhere near as exciting as yours, but I did see Coldplay there, which is pretty oh, cool. Big stadium yeah. show. It's a great place. Yeah. But I hear a rumor that you and your <laughs> wife got married on the field at Levi Stadium. Now talk about purpose. Oh my gosh. Okay. Here's the crazy part about it. And no one's going to believe me about this. It wasn't even my idea, George. So fact, <laughs> yes. Uh, March of 2016, my wife, Myra and I, my best friend, my rock, my soulmate, we get married on the 50 yard line. It was literally a month after Super Bowl 50. And you could still see the 5-0. The paint was almost weaning off and we were right there, the altar. It was so beautiful and awesome. And the crazy thing is it, it was her idea. And if you don't believe me, Think about, do you really want to get married at your office? Like, I know your <laughs> office may not be a football stadium, but it was still my office. So needless to say, uh, I got outvoted one-to-one. -one, and so we got <laughs> married at my stadium and it was awesome. You know, you can't tell by my last name, but we're both of proud Mexican descent. So let's just say there was a taquero, there was a lot of tequila, and there was even a mariachi band, which was a first in Levi Stadium history. So that's my mic drop moment. Well, that, that definitely is a mic drop moment and, uh, you know, happy wife, happy life. It's a pretty simple thing. That's it. Took me That's it. a number of marriages to figure. Anyways, we won't get into that. The world can see your accolades, Paul. We talked about them in the intros to the show, but who are you and how did you do it? Who am I is I'm a man on a mission and I am on a mission because in many ways, my purpose is connected to the legacy that my father left behind. So I lost my dad at 19. And as an only child, you grow up real quick when something like that happens. And my mom immediately goes from a parent to a partner. And I saw the courage that she showed up with every day and the next day and the next and just kind of tapping into that. That's why that's one of my values. But I'll, I'll share this quick story with you. And we'll end on an emotional note, but it's just a super, super heart-centered note that I, I hope resonates with everybody. And so my dad was an educator and he taught at Continuation High School, which for those that are not familiar, it's a kid's last chance. There is no next after. Like you've been kicked out of traditional school, you landed at Continuation, that's it. So a lot of broken homes, disadvantaged backgrounds, just a, a you know, you, what your hope is that they don't become statistics on the street. And that's the environment that my dad intentionally chose. 
I kid you not, George, I have learned more and been more inspired by my dad since he passed than when he was alive because of stories like what I'm about to share. So I'm in a barber's shop a few blocks away from where he taught. And in walks a man, seven foot tall, tattoos on every square inch of his body, including his face. Somebody that if you saw in a dark alley, you would run the other way. And we lock eyes and he's coming right at me and I see his arm go up and I'm fully expecting to see a fist, but instead I see a finger and he's pointing right at me. And he asks, are you Mr. Epstein's son? And I said, yeah. He goes, hey, I just wanted to come over and say thank you. You look familiar. You were on the side of the stage that I graduated from. And your dad was the first person that ever believed in me. I've had a job for two consecutive months now, and that may not sound like much to you, but to me, it means the world. And this was the part that got me, George. He said, your dad gave me a reason to think that tomorrow was worth it. I didn't know that there were people in the world that don't think that tomorrow is worth it. And that's the moment that I found my purpose, which in reality was to be more like my dad and to make him proud. And he may have chosen a classroom. I may have chosen a boardroom, but the impact was all the same. And so when you talk about living on purpose and 365 and all this stuff that sometimes it sounds like buzzwords, it's, it's so not, it's so not. Because if I can make him proud every day, if I could have one-tenth of the impact that he had in life, then it'll be a great life. And all this other stuff, like you said, the trophies and the accolades, it's awesome. And if it wasn't for him, maybe I don't get a ton of that. So in reality, I think a lot of us, sometimes we chase success. Maybe it's significance that we should be after. Because ever since I made that shift from success to significance, that's when life started to take off. Paul Epstein, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for that. And thank you for two episodes. We learned a lot. And we really appreciate your learnings. We wish you all the best with the new book. Maybe we'll get a chance to check in next season and find out how the new book is going. But thank you for inspiring us on these two episodes of the Conquer Local podcast. Absolutely. And actually, George, can I end with a, a free gift for your audience? Oh, that'd be excellent. <laughs> so we've talked so much about purpose. I feel like I'm just in the spirit of giving here. So... Uh, part of what I'd like to do is there on behalf of the Y Institute, which I am proud to be a, a senior advisor for them. You can find your why everybody listening in, you can find your why in under five minutes. And I am gifting this to you. I literally have invested in this for everybody in my community to partake in finding your why in a five minute assessment, economics or scraps. So here's how you get there. Whyinstitute.com slash purpose. Go to whyinstitute.com slash purpose. Click discover your why now. Absolutely free. You can get to understand your why. And there's a ton of cool resources on the back end in under five minutes. So consider that a gift from me to your entire audience. I'm so, so grateful for this opportunity to share a space with you, George. Well, thanks, Paul. We really appreciate that. And we'll make sure we put that URL in the show notes awesome. for folks that maybe are running right now or they're listening yeah. to podcasts <laughs> or they're driving. Or, but yeah. thank you very much, Paul. I appreciate it. Great to make your acquaintance. And I'm sure that we will be talking in the future. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Bringing Paul back was a great idea. And one of the reasons I wanted to is I, we got just a piece of the Triple H. 
And what we were looking for was to get him to really unpack it, which he did here in episode two. The main takeaway for this episode is the head, the heart, and the hands equation that Paul speaks about. More appropriately put, not just speaks about that equation, it's what Paul lives by. How do you make decisions to move forward? How do we make those more trivial decisions? As you go through your day, pay attention to those decisions that are either your head or heart and see if they're on board. A lot of times when things don't move forward, it's because you didn't have your head, heart, and hands all working together. What we want to do sometimes is dive deeper as to why one or the other aren't fully committed to the decision. And then we can either stop the action or move forward and let your hands get to work. At one point for any idea, There was passion, drive, and genuine enthusiasm. Sometimes we stray as the company that we're in grows or the idea moves down the line. Maybe the founders are no longer in the picture and somehow we lose purpose. We get caught in the motions. So how do we reconnect to that original purpose point? Crack the code of purpose. Logically repurpose the idea or goal to get your head behind the cause and create that new story around it so your heart can reignite. This is about getting leverage on yourself. Live life on purpose. Paul talks about that a lot and he talks about life beginning when you start chasing significance rather than success. Oprah has been quoted many times speaking on legacy and purpose. She states that no one thing will be remembered as your legacy. It's the people you've touched that will be left at the end of the day. And that's exactly what Paul's getting at here in this episode today. He said, life began when I started to live life on purpose. And I think that's something that we can all implement a little bit more in our lives. If you like Paul's episode discussing purpose, let's continue this conversation. Check out these two episodes. Number 353, Elevate Your Personal Brand with Nina Blankenship. And episode 449, A Mind for Sales with the sales hunter, Mark Hunter. Please subscribe and leave us a review. And thanks for joining us this week on the Conquer Local podcast. My name is George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast presented by Vendasta. Guest discovery by Zoe Schneider. Marketing by Rory Lawford and Nicole Lozon. Produced by Brett Clarenbach. Executive producers Brendan King, George Leith, and Colleen McGrath. Recorded at Sound Lounge by T-Bone.